Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. My pleasure to say hello to the extraordinary Dottie Pepper, former LPGA Tour winner, two-time major winner, author, lead walking reporter for golf on CBS, and this year's Met Golf Writers Gold Tee Award recipient. Dottie, welcome to the show. Delighted to have you on. Good morning, Anne. Hey, it was great to visit with you this past June at the Met Golf Writers National Awards Dinner. Congrats, by the way, on the Gold Tee Award. Well, and congratulations to you, too. That was a really special evening, and um, your your family shared in your joy, and that was really that was really cool to see. Oh yeah, they all came up. It was so great to have everybody there. But um, I remember hearing you say that evening that when you were growing up, you always wanted to be a sports reporter. <laughs> well, I, I I did. I honestly, I'd, I'd be happy doing local sports, <laughs> and I, I ended up with this gig. So I, I'm 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 pretty blessed. <laughs> I love it. So when did golf enter the picture for you? Oh, it was early. Uh, I was introduced to the game by my my um, my paternal grandmother. Uh, oh. I was the summer that I went from being age seven to age eight. So it, it was early, and I and I got hooked early too. But I didn't play just golf. I, I skied all winter. So um, there was. You know, you had to shut it down. Growing in upstate New York, you, you couldn't you couldn't play all year long. So I had other things to do, but I was I was hooked on it pretty quickly. I love it. Of course, being well rounded, I think, is so important as a young athlete. But um, your book, Letters to a Future Champion: My Time with Mister Pulver, what a heartwarming book! It's really about oh. mentorship. It's about the influence Mister Pulver had on you on and off the course, and what a lovely tribute to him and really to all mentors. I really enjoyed I, I it. I think, uh, thank you. I, I, I think that was that was the biggest thing. Was it was a way to say thank you to him, to his family for still being very much uh, a large part of my life today, and also to it's jogged other people's memories and put them back in contact with people that were important in their formative parts of their life, whether it was golf or not, and. And some of the letters that I've gotten, handwritten letters that I've gotten from people that have purchased the book and said, thank you for, for just putting me back in a space where I could better communicate with somebody who, who did mean so much in my early part of my life um, has been, that, that's been such a huge, huge bonus. And it's great you saved those letters. <laughs> well, they're not, in the, some of them are not in the best of shape now after, you know, after 40 plus years, but, but they're there um, and they're all in one place. Now, how did you meet Mr. Pulver? 
Mr. Porter was a, a legend in, in upstate New York, a uh, founding member of the Northeastern New York PGA section, and did everything golf, uh, from being a golf course designer to being an agronomist to building golf clubs to being a, a golf golf professional. Uh, if there was, if it was golf, um, he was he was it. And his his contact back to the game as a youngster came from being a caddy, a caddying for. 25 to 50 cents per round. Um, but he did a lot of his um, apprentice work under Seymour Dunn up in Lake Placid. So he goes back to the beginnings of golf in, in this area. Right, right. Just a legend up there. And I, I read that 10% of the proceeds of all the books will go to Saratoga War Horse Mission to improve the physical, mental, and emotional health of veterans with post-traumatic stress. So yeah, it, it was uh, really great he was a He was a World War One veteran. Um, and it was important to have have a partner uh, as as a charitable component that had some sort of a link to to his early part of his life. Sure. Well, I want to get your opinion on uh, several top golf stories, but first we have to pay tribute to the great Joanne Carner, who shot yeah. her age. Yeah. 83, she shot 83 Thursday and Friday at the U.S. Senior Women's Open in Kettering, Ohio, and... She played in her last USGA championship. Unbelievable, yeah. Joanne Carner. Pretty, pretty special. Um, I, th- I had a contact with, with Joanne yesterday because Brandy Burton, who is a, bit of, a phenomenal Fulham Cup partner and teammate and dear friend, um, she had lunch with Joanne yesterday and showed Joanne the picture that I put up on social media from the Oval Office when the 94 team oh, went to, to meet President Clinton. And Joanne said, where the heck did you get that? I don't even have that photo. So now <laughs> Joanne has it. I took it out of my Dropbox and I sent it to Joanne. So good things That's do awesome. come up from social media. And I, I read where her older sister, Helen, who's 91, mm-hmm. also plays golf, but she didn't take up the game until she was 70. <laughs> How about that? Just, yeah, never say never. Unbelievable. Well, let's switch to PJ Tour versus Live Golf. And, you know, this battle between these two entities is – is such a shame on many levels. One being that it takes away from talking about so many other things in golf we should be focusing on. But I want to get your thoughts on what's been transpiring all season. I know you wrote an essay recently expressing your opinion in quotes. Let me just read from that for a second here. It says, you said, the result so far, a deep divide between those loyal to what we know golf to be since its beginnings, a game of honor, of merit, of respect for those who came before us and those who have taken the easy way out with upfront money to play exhibition golf that has no soul. None of that makes golf a better place. Instead, it reduces it to other sports that spend time in courtrooms trying to gain advantage through means other than winning on the field of play, end quote. It's just, uh, don't you think it's just sad that the sides have been drawn and it is a deep divide, and, and it, the animosity, mm-hmm. it, just, it just seems to be getting uglier and uglier. It, it does. Um, and it, it, I find it a little bit hard to believe that you actually have to have some sort of competence with legal terms in order to talk about golf today. Uh, you know, yesterday, two more players drop out in the, in the case against the PGA Tour, but Live Golf as an entity jumps in. It, it's crazy. And I, I just thought golf was above a lot of this, but maybe I, maybe I have rose colored glasses on, uh, where it's not. And and it's, and, but I do think the positives coming out of it are that the players, P 
PGA Tour players are now taking a lot more, I don't know, ownership is the right word, but they're taking a, a more accountable approach to their tour. It's their tour. Yes, there's a commissioner, and yes, there's a board, and there's uh, a player advisory council, but it is the player's tour, and, and I think it's going to be a great thing that they do take um, a, a bigger, more active role in, in their tour. And do you think, Dottie, that the PGA Tour is doing enough to keep these top stars? I mean, you can't really compete against the Saudi-funded Live Golf Tour as far as money goes. But it, you right. know, I was just talking to Bob Herrig, and we were, he was doing the math, and they're proposing upwards of $180 million more put mm-hmm. into uh, the tour for the players for next year already. That's a lot of money to come up with by 2023. Right. No, it, it is. Um, it's, that's a lot of zeros and zeros that weren't, you never really, um, equate to golf, but the baseline has been shifted. And whether you think it's good or bad, it, it's the market shifted. Um, what I, what I, my struggle is that this player impact program, as it stands now, and there are a lot of questions yet to be answered, but I don't, I don't love the fact that the PIP could influence fields in big events and then influence how you get into major championships. I, I think this has gotten very muddy, um, and it erodes the meritocracy that, that we all have um, placed on, the, uh, on golf itself, that when you play well, you, you reap the rewards. And I think we got a, a, lot, of, a lot of concepts fighting with each other right now that are going to take some time to, to wiggle their way out. Yeah, I mean, it's all about popularity, the player impact program. So are the top 20 players who get into these elevated events going to be all based on popularity? Yeah, exactly. Social media? (laughs) That doesn't make sense to me. They took social media out of the equation, but Google searches, I mean, that's how I, I I don't understand. So are you going to hire a bot to keep your Google search going (laughs) so so that you, you know you get into these events? I I just think that that erodes the meritocracy that we have that golf has been respected for for so long. Well, to me, when you kind of boil it down to its simplest, I guess philosophy, it's always been about character versus greed. What's more important, playing in events that matter, you know, to to one to continue one's own legacy, or mm-hmm. do you just take the over the top money? and you turn your back on the tour that made you rich and famous in the first place. I mean, that's, to me, bottom line. I, I know it's a simple way to look at it, but uh, it's always been about character. And, you know, look, I know the PGA Tour has its flaws. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, you know, to turn your back on the tour that made these guys rich and famous, to just jump to this other tour because the money's unbelievable, it just doesn't, Make, it doesn't sit well with me, but I, I guess if you ask, if, if nine out of ten guys would probably take the money, I mean, if they had the opportunity to, so it's unfortunate. Well, it, it, again, I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's a personal, that becomes, what, what, where are your personal, um, where are your values? That's, and I, I can't put my values on someone else, but I can tell you, um, what I've seen successful people do 
and people that are happy in their hearts um, aren't not necessarily the ones that have the fattest pocketbook. That's right. Money doesn't buy happiness or legacy. Well, you also pointed out in your essay that it would be an enormous mistake for the LPGA to agree to meeting with a group that, as you say, places so little human value on women. What are your thoughts about that? Um, It's even even more so. And and I think the decision this week for the PGA Tour to have that um, basically signing bonus for players who keep their cards that can be used for expenses, et cetera, uh, really puts the LPGA in a tough position because the money's not there to do that um, or even or, or do it equally. Money's just not there. Uh, I think that that creates another another divide that's going to have to be addressed. But I I just I firmly believe in the foundation that the LPGA has built over seventy plus years. Those thirteen women who did everything for themselves and passed along that hard work ethic and bleeding with this this product and the companies that have been so loyal to the LPGA and and how it has it has grown and things like the Solheim Cup that have come out of it um, it, it just it would I think it would destroy the organization if if you were to align with people who look at women in that way agreed yeah it's gosh Ugly conversations, right? Ugly topics. Let's let's kind of shift yeah. gears. I want to talk about Dottie Pepper. So what has been the biggest adjustment for you going from playing the game to talking about the game? In, in some ways, Anna, it hasn't, hasn't changed at all because early on, one of my first producers, Tommy Roy, said to me, who's at NBC, you know, do the tour championship, this afternoon, this morning and this afternoon, actually with yesterday's delay, um, I want you to talk about, talk to the viewer, talk to us, tell us the way you saw golf as a player. So it really hasn't changed. I, I, I do yardages and I look at cover numbers and, and how much room is beyond a hole or whatever, as I did as a player. And, and I try to just talk about it that way with a little bit of um, history and homework about the players I might happen to be talking about. So I talk about it as a player. So no, it hasn't really changed that much. I don't, I don't, um, I don't get to make my schedule. <laughs> so I go where CBS Golf goes. So I don't, I don't get to, you know, pick as I did as a player and be able to be ready for the majors and and you know try to work your work your way through an annual schedule. Um, but it's best schedule in golf. It's phenomenal. You are so good at it. So it 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 does come natural, right? You just but you. If you had to work at anything, what would you say you had to work at to, to you know, become uh, the on-course reporter? I think you have to um, almost t- think in quick bites, yes. run them through a filter, and get them out, get those important things out in as few words as possible. That was great advice that I had from Judy Rankin from day one, and it's something I hear in the back of my head every day. Say as much as you can in as few words as possible. And that's so challenging because you, you don't have much time. You have to really be succinct yet get your point across. Yeah, your, your brain needs to be quick. And, and Anna, if, I'm, if I get off the air and my brain's not tired, I haven't done a very good job that day. 
Give us the strangest thing that's happened to you on the golf course while you've been working as a TV commentator. Oh, I was chased by a bear. Oh, that's uh, right. At the U.S. Senior Open in 2008 at, at, the, at the Broadmoor, <laughs> and it was legit. <laughs> uh, we had known wow. that there was a bear on the golf course, and the comms in between and commercials were, you know, oh, the bear is over here, or he's gone more up the hill or whatever, and, and I thought I knew where the bear was, and I can tell you they're really fast because he covered a lot of ground in not very much time. So what did you do? <laughs> well, they told they told you, and I and I in the the panic of the moment, I couldn't remember if they told us to just stand still or to run. So I did both. I stood still for a while and then I ran. <laughs> but one of the funniest things was Roger Maltby was, um, you know, he's so quick, so wit, and he's just he was a very he is a very very good pal. In the next commercial break, so I had a red shirt on and a pair of white trousers. And he said, boy, kid, it was a bad day to wear white, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's scary. Oh, my God. If I ever saw a bear, I don't know what I would have done. Oh, my gosh. He was huge. (laughs) Well, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you. Um, Continued success. I just so admire your work. And give your dog, Rupert, our love, will you? (laughs) I will. He's waiting for his walk. (laughs) Ah, Dottie Pepper, thanks so much. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.